Well, you only live once, maybe not. And this life right now might be all we've got. So let's contemplate the hereafter while we speculate with some laughter about this grim thing that happens to us all after that final curtain call. But before you take that final breath, let's laugh about, let's laugh about Welcome to Let's Laugh About Death, the dramedy podcast that celebrates life while contemplating the inevitable. I'm your host, Tim Rooney, and I'm kind of in a, a different kind of mood today. Um, we had a lot of sunshine, except uh, today I woke up and it was kind of gloomy and overcast, and um, hmm, yeah, it was just a different change of pace. You know, that's the thing. As I was talking with uh, one of my coworkers today, we went and got a coffee early in the morning, and it was kind of nice to go to a little local coffee shop. And I told him, you know, I was like, sometimes I like it when it's gloomy. I like it when it's gray. You know, I my kid says that he likes that. And I I kind of, you know, wondered, uh, what what's your deal? But you know what? Every once in a while, it's just kind of refreshing to have it just be overcast. You know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a visual reset. You know, coming from Michigan... We had a lot of overcast days, and I did not like that because, I, you know, gave me, like, just gloominess. Um, but every once in a while, it's almost kind of like a nice little refreshing reminder that be happy for the, the sunshine days, you know, because uh, there's a lot of gloomy ones out there. So, anyway, on a happier note, uh, I uh, have a guest today that I've known for, geez, 15, 16 years. And we met only shortly before we did our zombie movie together. That's the same zombie movie that I talk about that Chris and I met through. Uh, met a few other people that have gone on to have some pretty successful careers in uh, Hollywood. Um, and uh, some you may have even heard of, believe it or not. But uh, yeah, he and I met. We did a short film together uh, called The Watching, which was pretty amateurish. But then we did the zombie movie, and it was just a straight labor of love. It started building and growing and getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, it's got its quirks, but for a just a B-grade zombie movie, it's actually pretty inventive. And we had about 120 people or so involved, and every single one of them were just on board, ready to rock. So it was probably one of the best times of my life. One of my, you know, one of the most challenging times of my life, one of the most difficult times of my life, but definitely overall, it was very fun. And uh, everybody involved had a blast. So... Yeah, we, um, in fact, that we've got the movie up on Amazon. We talk about that. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Locked Away. And in fact, there is a, another movie that is kind of doing a Mystery Science Theater 3000 type of deal with it. So it kind of makes fun of it, which is also kind of fun, uh, called Christmas with Cookie. And in fact, he later on did uh, almost like an anthology type of thing with uh, the short film. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, they're all up on Amazon. They're fun. The whole thing is just. Uh, uh, a lot of good time, you know, it was just, if anything, just a fun time in our lives. So Jason and I kind of get into that. And of course our goofy sense of humor is, you know, right from the get go. So you're going to hear some of that. And, uh, anyway, here's my conversation with Jason Morissette. Anyway, so, uh, so, yeah, so tell me what's, uh, uh, you know what, I, I want to give people a little bit of a background. Actually, you know what, I'll give a background to them in the intro. They're going to have heard that. So why do I have to tell them that? Yeah. So, they already yeah, know everything about you. Twice. My intro was like yeah. an hour and 15 minutes, so I told them everything. All you need to do is just say hi, goodbye, and we're done. All right, great. So three minutes from now, we'll, I'll be ready to just go off on my own and awesome. get my day going. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. No, but uh, right. you, you were telling me about some cool things that you've got uh, kind of in the works. In fact, you know what? I know who you are. The listeners don't know who you are. Um, go ahead and fill them in a little bit about yourself. Well I, well, I do know who all the listeners are. I know everything about them, all their intimate details, everything. But they don't know me. You're correct. Are you God? Uh, well, no, not quite. But uh, omniscient, <laughs> omnipresent. Uh, can't even say the word. But, but <laughs> I, I am also omnipresent. I'm also an omnivore. An omnivore. Uh, nice, nice. Yes. That's that's something uh, yeah, that eats well, uh, everything. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, well, I am uh, a big horror movie fan, and such a big horror movie fan that I even made a, a horror movie that you may be familiar with, Ted, or uh, Tim, I'm not sure if, <laughs> if you've heard of it. <laughs> Wait, Ted, are you Have, have Ted I Rudy, mentioned or? I've known Jason for like 15 years? <laughs> Well, Tim, you you may you may have heard of this movie locked away. I'm not sure if you uh, ever came across it or not. Now, how how were you involved in it, Jared? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was I was the uh, writer director, mm-hmm. um, uh, and Tim, you produced. Yes. So, uh, you know that's uh, we've got a, a long way back connection on that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, I, I, uh, well, we got together and we decided to do a horror movie a long time ago. And, uh, a lot of it had to do with being a love of movies. Definitely. Uh, and, uh, I have a love of all kinds of movies. Uh, in particular, I have a soft spot for horror movies. always have, uh, since I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, we felt like, I thought a horror movie would be a good way to, uh, break into the first movie. Uh, horror movies can have lower budgets and still get away with it, be entertaining and whatnot. So, uh, so yeah, we did that. And, uh, you know, shameless plug. It's now on Amazon prime mm-hmm. locked away. Check it out. It's definitely, yeah, it's, it's a good throwback kind of movie. Um, has a very similar, like a seventies, early eighties kind of pacing, probably more like a seventies kind of thing. I know you were kind of going for like yeah. a, uh, phantasm type of pacing on that movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But an older, uh, older pace. Definitely, definitely. Uh, well, and we had done a couple projects even before that. Um, we did a little, little short film. Yeah. That I think even also is on Amazon, isn't it? Didn't Didn't Alan take it and turn it into a cookie? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. The watch. The, yeah. Uh, the watching uh, part of the uh, cookie uh, trilogy. Yes. Uh, Cookie is an interesting character. You need to check that out. He's like a, he's a like a what is it? It's like a nuclear blasted Christmas elf that's living on the moon or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, Christmas with Cookie. Christmas uh, with Cookie. That's one, right. <laughs> one through three uh, is locked away. Is actually uh, spoofed. In, True. I think yeah. the second one. Second, I think the second one. Yeah, um, yeah. And then they and, did the watching uh, and, as part of the third one, didn't they? Yeah, the third one was the watching, uh, and yeah, uh, Cookie's this this goblin, goblin uh, yeah. guy or so that's on the moon, and he basically is the the commenter, the crypt keeper, or the Elvira mm-hmm. that cuts back and forth, commenting on the movie and making fun of it. Uh, a little mystery science theater <laughs> two thousand meet crypt keeper kind of thing. Uh, and it's it's kind of cool yeah. to see it's kind of cool to see locked away and the watching. I mean, the watching is 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 of course laughable because we were doing it with <laughs> with with barely anything. You know, they, they had like no budget, and it was just us and a couple cast members. Um, for what it was, it turned out okay. Um, but locked yeah. away is definitely a lot more ambitious. Locked away, in fact, we were looking at distribution at one point, and people had uh, had commented how it has a good retro feel. Um, and has a, uh, you know, the, the film quality and et cetera, et cetera. And it was, it was actually all on video. It was just, uh, the camera we used was something that at the time nobody else had, you know, had access to, uh, uh, or I should say nobody else had no other film, no other video camera production did 24 P. So Jason made it a very, you know, yeah, we were, yeah, he, early, he, early times of, of 24 P and when it just started to come out. Exactly, and so it gave it that good film quality where the watching was still video. It still looked like video. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, it's definitely something to check out. It's fun. But so you get, to get back to your background with, uh, with uh, story writing and, and horror and your uh, fan of movies and everything, what got you into the horror genre? Like what made you, like, attract to that? I, you know, I don't know what exactly appealed to me as a, at a young age. Uh, seeing gore and death and dismemberment and, you know, gleeful abandonment of destroying the families and friends. Uh, but uh, some, something struck a chord in me, and I'm like, this is fun. Uh, as I've gotten older, I 
This is fun. I, <laughs> Family members I, being torn apart. Fun. You know. It is. <laughs> and I I always tell people to their kind of, and, and they usually step away after, uh, a few steps back after I tell them this, but <laughs> I like to put horror movies on to fall asleep to and relax. And... <laughs> Why is that? Why why do I feel that way? Uh, so I've had you know spent plenty of time trying to get into my head on why I find them soothing, uh, and I, I think two reasons. One, I think it I love them as a kid, so it's that nostalgia feeling comes out, especially when I'm watching older horror movies. Um, it just sparks a whole nostalgia feeling that when you're a kid. Uh, but well, beyond that, I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I was I was gonna say it, it kind of reminds me of the uh, the the Christmas Carol. You know, the little the little Christmas rhymes of like that. Uh, uh, when the kids are sleeping before Christmas, it's that you know visions of bodily dismemberment danced in their head. You know, so I mean, I get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Christmas traditions. Yes. <laughs> you know, but yeah, the other thing though, and I think you know to to dive deeper into my subconscious, I guess, is I I I believe that I find them relaxing because most horror movies are not realistic. Okay. Uh, if I go, if I go day to day, I don't really have to worry about Jason Voorhees coming back alive to slash me and move with supersonic speed miles through the forest <laughs> from one spot to another. And in, in, in a moment, yeah, uh, to hop up and kill me, or Freddy Krueger in my dreams, you know, or sphere balls with um, blades, blades sticking out of them, stuff, yeah. flying through. <laughs> you know, these things don't really happen in real life, and I know that watching the movie that this is not real, and nice. I think it sparks up in my head where, like, this is what you have to worry about. This can't happen, and therefore, almost all worries all kind of real life things disappear. I don't think about it. What, what, do, what do I worry about in real life? I worry about disease. I worry about, you know, getting in a horrific car accident yeah. or, uh, you know, losing family members and, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, losing all my money and being homeless. These are things that can really happen. These are the, what I really find scary. Gotcha. So you know, it, uh, the, they're an escape essentially then. Whereas some people yeah, watch exactly. a, a romantic comedy kind of thing, you watch horror movies as an escape. And that makes, that honestly makes in totally sense. That's, that's yeah. pretty fascinating. Of course, then there are the, <laughs> then there are, of course, there are horror movies that I do find truly, the ones that are more, that tap into something very real tend to yeah. be the ones that I do find more disturbing. And while I enjoy that process, I think that I enjoy the process then more of admiring the movie as far as, how it was constructed then. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I turn, I kind of turn to more admiring the movie, but it doesn't make me feel good. Uh, like those other horror movies do. Yeah. You know, the, for the instance, slashers and stuff are the ones that are mm-hmm. clearly unrealistic. Well, mm-hmm. and you know, I should take that back. The ones the the supernatural type ones that essentially they're yeah. almost like horror super movies or superhero movies. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're superheroes, I guess they're in a, in a carnage. Uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of way. That yeah okay so anyway I didn't mean to interrupt you there so um, back to you were saying uh, but yeah uh, I mean yeah uh, you know, ones that you know they're seen sometimes even in, in in more or less I guess silly horror movies there's one uh, Final Destination two mm-hmm. I remember the opening the opening car scene where the the, the traffic accident uh, pile up in in the opening you know the log coming from the log truck mm-hmm. that hits something, you know, going through windshields, that stuff really happens. And so, you know, I still think back of that as, even though it's, that is a hokier series, it's not really a realistic series overall. That one scene does strike that chord of <laughs> this stuff really happens. Yeah, this is what it's yeah. like. Uh, the overall you know, theme you know, of it more, is supernatural, you know, from the whole yeah. death is coming after them kind of thing, you know, and trying to settle a score. That is the superhero element of it. But yeah, the actual, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Whereas, again, with Jason and all those kinds of movies or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, typically you don't have someone chasing after you with a chainsaw. But yeah, you exactly. can get in an accident and have a log go through or, or go flying through a windshield or whatever. So yeah, that 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 definitely makes sense. 
And also those movies, although Final Destination, that just that one scene yeah. is the exception. Those are still ones I can watch over and over again with, for the most part, not really feeling any fear or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes the horror movies that are just somewhat horror movies, but really, really kind of take place in our world um, and less supernatural type of elements. Those ones, if they get really disturbing, they can be, I, I'll watch them once. I appreciate them. And I might want pick them up again a decade later if I forget enough about it. And like, no, let me just, you know, explore that one again. But they're not ones I would ever put on to relax to or, or, or watch. Um, yeah. it, they hit those hit a little too close to home. Yeah. You know, as far as, uh, and there's, know, there's probably some that are, can still cross that, that whole threshold in the sense of like, like say a movie of silence of the lambs. That's a very realistic mm. possible movie, but cinematically and story structure and all that, it's, it's still a phenomenal movie. So you could probably get beyond mm-hmm. that if I had to imagine. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that one is enough of a movie still have enough, has enough movie tropes and, uh, just elements that, make it feel like a movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's enough of a, I guess of a barrier, uh, or that creates enough distance between you and the events that, uh, just, you, you're constantly reminded it's a movie. So it's not quite as disturbing, yes. uh, I guess, as, as other others may be. Yeah. That's, uh, that, that I still I'm sitting there thinking about the fact that you relax to those and 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 my initial reaction was you know to to kind of go what and, and but the way you explain <laughs> it it makes total sense it really does make sense so um and then was there so, yeah I, I don't think I'm that disturbed I don't think you know <laughs> I'm a serial killer in the making or um some kind of you know, haunt your dream monster yeah I, yeah I, 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 I think I'm okay. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, no you, promises. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, I mean, you've haunted a couple of my dreams, but, you know, it's just... Eh. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> no, but, uh, um, so let me ask you this then. Uh, since we are on the subject of death, uh, in a realistic type of, um, uh, you know, element of this podcast, this is this is kind of what the whole thing comes down to. Let's, uh, let me ask you the question then, the big question. What do you, What do you think happens when we die? Uh, well, the the easy answer is I don't know. There you uh, go. That's honestly yeah, the most honest. Yeah, that, it is. It, it you know I I've got different theories, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, I guess the short answer is I don't know, and I'm definitely open to explore all the different. We, you know, we won't know until we die. Uh, really, thank you. Uh, That's that uh, is one of know. my big through lines on this whole podcast is people have theories. People have speculations, people have faith, belief, whatever, but they're, they're really, I don't know, we don't know until we're dead, you know? Yep. And so I have to agree with you on that, you know? But again, I, what you, you said you have a couple theories. What's your most, Yeah. what's your most, well, I guess, outlandish theory that people would deem as crazy? Yeah, like something that's just the insane. Like we're all living in a big giant bowl of pudding being eaten by giant monsters living up on a hill. And when we wake uh, up from our death... We're in a bowl of pudding, and then we get eaten again for eternity. You know, I that, just I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> well, that's a good one. I oh, I hadn't thought of that, and uh, now I'll be thinking about that for a while. That yeah. might haunt my dreams, to be honest. <laughs> uh, no, uh, well, how about this? If uh, we come back reincarnated into the past as the pets that we kept while we were human. That is cool. I like that. And then what's odd is I heard your cat meow right at that moment. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was that was actually me. That was you talking to in her. Interesting. Yes. yes. She's yeah. like, "You're right. You figured it out." <laughs> All of a sudden, you drop over dead. I'm like, Jason, Jason. <laughs> but, uh, I'll just hand the phone. You know, as I, as I drop down, I'll just hand the phone to the cat, and she'll she'll continue as. <laughs> Future me uh, continue the podcast. Continue the podcast, yeah. But you know what? That kind of coincides with like a uh, a Hindu type of uh, concept of being reincarnated as animals, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas you know, mm-hmm. time time is irrelevant. I've said this several times on the podcast. It's irrelevant. It's a, it's a construct that humanity has developed. So 
you know, there are, there are quantum theories that everything is happening all at once at the same time in a multi-dimensional, multi-universe, you know, type of thing. So who's to say? And again, if there are some who think, <laughs> excuse me, I think some religions or some belief systems have maybe a piece of it. I think that's kind of the irony, or not the irony, but the 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 the, the, the cruel trick, if you will, on humanity is I think everybody has a little piece and once we figure it all out and we all put the pieces together into the big giant puzzle, that's when all of a sudden maybe maybe we'll achieve that world peace or that world consciousness or that world, yeah. you know, uh, 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 uniformity where we're like, holy shit, we're all the same, mm. you know. Eat, what is, what, what is, what is it for fight club? Uh, seriously, you know, I mean, it's, and, and huh. maybe you have literally figured out a little tiny piece of it. I think that's an interesting concept. Well, I do think, you know, like you said, because uh, I, what, what, what would I like the afterlife to be? Yeah. Uh, and that would be, that would be reincarnation. I think that's the most ideal, uh, after, I guess, or what, what happens to you after you die? Because that's a, you know, honestly, the, you know, Christian heaven mm-hmm. sounds like the most boring thing possible. <laughs> the fact that we would die and then we would go to this perfect place. There's going to be no drama, no, nothing yeah. interesting. It's, for eternity, and what are we going to do? We're just going to like, you know, the you sit know the and sing and yeah, idyllic view. Yeah, yeah, sit and sing on clouds. You know, seeing loved ones, but again, but that's all we're going to do. Like yeah. it's perfect. We're going to know everything all at once, and it's like it sounds ideal, but it it sounds so incredibly boring. It, you know, uh, that's that funny. Was, yeah, I've I've thought the same thing. It's like okay, so I've done this for now ten thousand years. What now? You know what's next yeah. now? You know, and oh no, for all eternity. Oh, yeah. that that would be a hell. I would I, that would honestly be. You know, the only thing worse than that, I guess, is eternity being tortured, tortured uh, or burned or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's an interesting know. concept too. You know, yeah. because you're you're right. Uh, it, if it, if you had to, let's put it this way. If you had to watch the same your favorite movie and eat your favorite meal for for a month, you'd go nuts. Oh yeah, you'd hate that. You'd never eat it again. You'd never eat it again. You'd never want to watch it again. You'd be like, no, no, I just don't even want to see it. So yeah, you do your favorite thing of visiting dead relatives. And let's be honest, if you if you go to one of these kinds of if you go to a, you know a heaven where all your dead relatives are, most of the people that are going to be up there you've never met. You know, they're yeah. going to be like the ones that are you know. <laughs> That, that's so. I mean, I I think there is an element of that in the afterlife. I do think that there is a concept of you go there, you kind of hang out with everybody. And, and again, I've used this I've used this analogy a few times. It's something again that I I, I want to give my wife credit to, and I think she got it from somewhere. But a drop of water as a raindrop goes back to the ocean. You go back to the ocean. You're part of the ocean. You're hanging out, chilling out with the rest of the ocean. You you separate, become a raindrop. Maybe when you become a raindrop is when you are reincarnated again you come you do some stuff on earth or wherever that's another thing is we're, mm-hmm. we're considering that when you get reincarnated you come back to earth why couldn't you go to you know zeptor or whatever other yeah. planets are out there you know maybe oh. <laughs> aliens are just all the same spirits getting re reshuffled around throughout the universe oh yeah I, i'd love to come back as a slug off on on planet nor oh, in yeah. the two billion galaxy Yes, yes. You know, flying around, consuming rocks. Yes. Uh, you know, and, and their, you know, longevity, you know, being eons, be a nice long life. But you still will end at some point. Oh, yeah. When you've had your last rock. Yeah. You slimed your last being, mm-hmm. and you'll come back at something else. Yes, I mean, exactly. And then you come back to that giant bowl of pudding. Exactly. That, that's that's <laughs> when you come back at <laughs> That's what you know. What maybe maybe the giant bowl of pudding being eaten by giants is just a holding spot. You know, it's like it's that like the be. waiting line at you know the DMV. You're just uh-huh. kind of like, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, what? I'm going to go get eaten by giants. Um, and oh, I know mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to that yeah planet Zelgloff or whatever the hell you said. <laughs> the question though is, what, what you know in between? What is there like a giant wheel that you spin on what you're going to come back as? Hey. So you can, you know you wait in line. And you get to your turn to spin the giant wheel, and you're just like holding your breath, hoping that you're not some poor, you know, like like a sea, a Galapagos sea turtle that's going to live 200, 300 years old, you know, 
<laughs> yes. sounds really boring overall. You know, you're hoping for not that. You're hoping for something else. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're like, oh, give me, give me cheetah, give me cheetah, give me cheetah. Oh shit, <laughs> platypus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you uh, know you what? Know, sloth would be a great. Sloth would be great though. Don't you know? lounge around, just be slow, no hurry. That sounds like a very nice peaceful, especially after being a human hec- human in a hectic lifestyle for so long. Come back as if something relaxing. You know, just being like on a vacation. Like yeah, a, a beach yeah. vacation. A beach vacation. You know, maybe for you yeah. know what, in all honesty, maybe maybe if there is animal reincarnation, vice versa, maybe a sloth was like all surfers become sloths. You know, yeah. they're just like, hey, man, wow. And then they come back as a sloth, you know, and then like, uh, then that means I'm going to come back as like something neurotic. You know? <laughs> a crazy house cat. Yeah, exactly. I'll be a curtain climbing house cat that just freaks out at everything. <laughs> but I like the idea, idea too, of, of time, you know, just being irrelevant and not having to go forward in time. But what if we did come back as other people that we interact with? Oh, yeah. Know, we interact with at some point in our life or animals that we have or, you know, the, 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 this, it almost makes it a time travel kind of. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. You know, what if, what, what if we are kind of pulled into, you know, the realm of where, who we were before and we stay in some sort of orbit of that? Whether it be earlier in our in the lifespan, or you know, having some kind of contact with who we were before, something that's crossed our paths, and we go back to fill that spot somewhere else, you know. And over time, we get further and further away from who we are now. Exactly, but, but you know what? We just kind of keep expanding that. That poses an interesting concept then, because there are a lot of people who say we are all one, we are all, you know, there's a theory of that. And and, and in some regards, we're all the same stuff because we're made of the same, you know, elements and stuff that, uh, star stuff that people say. You know, we're made of star stuff. We're all made of the same stuff. But I've often wondered that something similar, but let's, let's follow this concept here. If you are the person riding next to you on the bus... Because after so many different incarnations, you know, you come back as something else in your life. Maybe we're all the same, the same thing, just basically being placed here in different incarnations of ourselves. You know, yeah. sometimes well, I'm having a conversation with myself right now. Yes, maybe. Yeah. I mean, going with that theory, you and I are, are part of the same thing. And so you have the you have point, you know, ground zero, which is the the ego, the person that you are. And then there's the first circle, and those are the people that are close to you that you talk to on a regular basis, you know. And then there's the second circle, which are the ones that you were maybe a first circle, but slowly started go, you know, going away or whatever, you know. Like like you and I, we don't talk on a regular basis, so maybe we would be a second circle. But at one time we were a first circle, and eventually the rings get bigger and bigger and concentric and start going out. And now the person who is living in a third world country and you know in in, in squalor is also you is also mm-hmm. a form of you. So everybody on the planet is the same is the same being just being projected into billions of different consciousness. And what if we're we're our, our own god? Yeah. So basing off know, of that god decides, "Oh, I, I want to live all these different lives, so I'm going to create this world and then inhabit each of these lives throughout eternity." Absolutely. Absolutely. And then just keep cycling back through and come and so the reincarnation is just one of those programs, if you will, coming back and going, you know, I'm going to be an animal. I'm going to be a, you know, a, 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 a turtle. I'm going to be a, you know, whatever kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and, and, and yeah, that right there could be an explanation of when people say we're all one, because maybe we are, maybe we, maybe we metaphysically and existentially are just different yeah. manifestations. We, we created, we, I created our own masturb- mas- masturbatory system. Ma- uh, <laughs> what a way for us to jerk ourselves off metaphysically. Uh, that's, that's, yes. Okay, that, that makes sense. Create this whole fiction. It's, it's, it's our holodeck. <laughs> uh, so to make a more PG uh, analogy. Yeah. Uh, a PG it's, it's analogy. So in we other created... words, we're, we're gonna we're gonna find ways to fuck ourselves. Okay. <laughs> exactly. And, and we would be. That's all we do. Yeah. That you know what that is. Maybe it's, yeah, dude, I think you're onto something here. I mean, 
what if what if our creator, if you will, and we're part of that creator, which there are people who say, hey, we're part of we're one with the universe, we're one with all that, and we are just you know putting ourselves out there as a way to entertain ourselves. And one of the ways to entertain ourselves is to, you know, have a fling in Vegas one night with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a holodeck. Yeah, we're we are we are living in this fantasy, so to speak. Because what is reality? We don't know. We could be in a in a giant simulation. It could be a program. We could be in Sims four hundred and eighteen. You know, we're just Sims. Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, you know because I, I my 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 son and my wife will play that one game Sims, and I sit there and go. What if they had some kind of, you know, uh, uh, consciousness or, or uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for, where like a, uh, a dog or a cat, they don't, they, they, they don't really have that um, realization that they're existing. Whereas humanity, mm-hmm. you know which word I'm trying to think of? Uh, it's probably a stupid word. Um, regardless. Anyway, that they just don't know that they're online, so to speak. Uh, and maybe we, did, we haven't figured that out yet either. You know, and we're just the more advanced version of that program. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, but I have thought how many, that. How many iterations? Yes, How exactly. many iterations of that, that construct are out there? Absolutely. Um, well, and, and think about it this way, too. I've wondered about this, kind of going back to what you have, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, initiated with that whole talking to yourself, et cetera, et cetera. I've often wondered if, what if in reality there are only about... 5,000 people. Think of how many people you've really interacted with. I'm not talking about the person in the line, you know, at, at McDonald's or the person sitting next to you on the bus, but the person that you actually talk with for more than just a hi or nod or something like that. Maybe you've got <laughs> 5, 10, 15, you know, some people actually even maybe have a million, you know, celebrities and stuff. But maybe there is a, you know, you are in a simulator and there's only different varying levels of the programming. So you've got, again, we go back to the circles, the concentric circles type of uh, analogy, and the first three or four rings are higher programs. But then everybody else is just extras, you know, background actors, if you will. So all the people driving around, they're just extras. They're there, but they don't have their own, uh, uh, um, you know, awareness of existence. And we wouldn't know that because we're not interacting with them. The people you see off in the horizon driving, maybe they're just part of the program. And there are only, you know, a few thousand people in existence. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's a, again, it's another thought. Because they're, they're the red shirts. They're the red of, shirts, yeah, the exactly. That the, exactly, that they don't really, they don't even get a credit in this movie. You know, it's only the people that you've in, you have interacted with that are the ones that have, you know, some kind of role, if you will. But it's... Uh, it all comes back to that question of we don't know, or that answer of we don't know, because we won't know. No, you know that's we can only ponder, yeah, and and come up with possible realistic solution or situations and explanations, or completely ludicrous ones, <laughs> you know, and uh, have fun doing it. I suppose exactly, exactly. That's I, well, and that's that's what it all comes down to. Is you know a lot of people sit there and think that it's blasphemous or whatever to ponder and question the idea of of god and teachings of religion etc etc and it's like why would there be a creator if we want to go back to a singular type creator why would a creator be upset with its creation if it wanted to try and figure out what was going on you know i mean if i had oh go ahead well that's what i've always wondered or never got about having organized religion and having these ideas that if there was a God that, and we had to believe this certain set of beliefs that we we're told by other humans to believe, and this is our interpretation of what God wants to do, but we have to follow these specific interpretations and otherwise we go to hell. Why would God take that chance to, <laughs> have, you know, to give all these cryptic clues that we have to piece together. He, he would just tell us, here's what you need to do. <laughs> you know, it would not, it does not make sense for, you know, for him to rely on, you know, you, if, if you, if you give your spouse a grocery list, you don't create a grocery list of abstract clues <laughs> on what for them to get. 
<laughs> Number you, one. They're, they're going to come back with everything yeah, yeah. wrong. Yeah, no, you're totally right. That's a great analogy for it because it's that, that essentially would be like, what do you want to eat? Food. Okay. Well, I'll be back mm-hmm. with something. You know, and and, and, uh-huh. and and not to mention the Old Testament, God is pretty mean. You know, it's like you need mm-hmm. to believe in me. And in order to believe in me and to know that, 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 that uh, uh, you know, I could trust you, you need to kill your kid. Wait, what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I was just kidding. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, uh-huh. my God. That's dark. <clears throat> it is dark. It's like a horror story. You know, and, and there's a lot of that. How much famine and how much destruction and how much, you know, devastation mm-hmm. happened in the Old Testament. You know, at least at least that's one thing that I like about the concept of uh, of Jesus, you know, is at least uh, he's, well, you know, this all comes, you know, to the whole concept of, of some of Christian faith t- tackling other things that are going on with people. In other words, whether their sexuality or their belief or whatever and it's like you do realize that the person that you claim to be following was, first of all, a Jew. <laughs> you know, he wasn't mm-hmm. Christian. And, they, you know, you, you Southern Baptist types are – well, I shouldn't even say Southern Baptist because that's generalizing that. But you, you, uh, you know, uh, 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 sign-holding outside of uh, a funerals type of people, uh, mm-hmm. y- you would not like the guy that you claim to be following. Yeah. You know, he was, he was a hippie. You know, he was a yeah, hippie. Always, yeah. It, it, it closes the mind so severely uh, when you try to follow specific rules that other men created and you keep, they keep getting more and more diluted or more and more, I don't further and further away from probably what their intent was. Yeah. And, and you're suddenly throwing yourself into a box to no longer consider other possibilities and you know like i said before if if god wanted us to follow very specific rules he would make them obvious he wouldn't make them so deeply hidden and mysterious that we just have to have faith in god's will and then that's it yeah Uh, i mean some would say well that's what the ten commandments are for okay that covers everything no it doesn't no you know i mean you could generalize again again, they're they're fairly abstract and they're specific but they're not specific yes, uh, exactly. as far as they, they're not. It, it's like a dictionary. If all you had is tore one page of the dictionary out and you had that. Yes. All right, we got these things, but it just doesn't really cover all these other areas, not let alone all these gray areas. Exactly. Thou shall not kill. Well, thou shall not kill and ever, or thou shall not kill unless my life is in danger and that's exactly. the only way for me to save myself. Or, you know, it, it just, it doesn't really cover it. You know, there's, there's a reason you know, uh, laws and uh, you, you, that you hire a lawyer mm-hmm. to draft um, to draft like contracts and to draft other items that are of legality, you know, wills and so forth. So they cover all those loopholes. They cover, they explain everything, what happens if under this situation, under that situation, you know, Ten Commandments <laughs> totally would not, you know, never was, Reviewed by a lawyer before he gave him up. <laughs> All of a sudden, you got you got Moses coming down the mountain. You got a guy with him. Okay, now wait a second here. We're all going to sit down. And we're going to look at this now. Commandment number two dash four dash five six B says <laughs> <laughs> the commandments ends up being like an encyclopedia set. Yeah, it's just you know. It's like, oh. I found a loophole we can exploit here so that we can kill Ann Ethel. (laughs) If it's on the Sabbath, no one knows. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where it is very vague, you know, and that's, I think, honestly, personally, I think a lot of that stuff was written as a general guideline for most people just to be kind of like, you know, just follow some kind of rules. Otherwise, you have chaos. I believe you do need rules. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't just have strict anarchy, you know. And uh, but it's it's one of those things also where we wouldn't be given minds to be able to question if we weren't. At least this is my thought. Yeah. If we weren't allowed to use them. Otherwise, we would just be following as mindless drones. Mm-hmm. You know, so and how much of what was created was a product of the time, and 
you know, us using the era that this was written in as under, an understanding when we created things, you know? Yeah. How yeah. much, how much is a product of the time for these rules and these way of living? And because a lot of it doesn't really reflect the current world that we live in. No. And, you know, it's forced to kind of, you know, it's like, there's a reason laws get re-reviewed and revised, you know, because we find out more about the world that we live in and it changes, it changes things. So we have to change the laws and the way that society works to adapt to what we're now what we now know, what we now under how we understand the world, and new events that happen that force us to re-examine it. So, yeah, if our beliefs are not subject to that same kind of review, that's pretty dangerous uh, to, to, to still follow them. You know, pun not intended religiously. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it, you brought up a, a good point with the fact that it's, it's outdated and, and something, you know, that I'm just thinking of with that whole statement is it would be like us sitting there going, okay, so I've got this owner's manual for America online that should apply to the internet nowadays. <laughs> you know, uh-huh. it's like, yeah, just in technology, we changed, you know, dramatically. Well, so 2000 years just before this, I was, I was looking up, I was, going to see if I could hook up my microphone to my uh, MacBook Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so you got you to gotta do you know, that. To, to do this. You know, and, <laughs> my and like, laptop. I was looking at some... <laughs> <laughs> I was, well, it was like 2015 uh, post. Here's how to do it. I look in there. Oh, this is not a drop-down menu in this, uh, uh, this uh, menu function anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I find out, oh, this is now outdated five years, four years ago. Four years ago. It's outdated. And I can't do it. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, yeah, uh, we we can't follow. We have to keep reinterpreting things and try to understand things as we learn more about our surroundings. Absolutely. So that goes with with all, you know, that's why I've always had the issue with, you know, following organized religion. I think it's safer, safer for us and for the people around us if we constantly are open-minded and reevaluate our beliefs Absolutely. and aren't, aren't beholden to, you know, this exact thing that we were, um, I guess, told as a child, here's what you need to believe in. Um, you know, which kind of gets to, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I always wondered, it's like, okay, I was raised, I was born into a Catholic family. Mm-hmm. You know, if I was born uh, into a Jewish family mm-hmm. or, uh, uh, any other religion family, I believe those things. Yes. So exactly. what makes this, what makes my Catholic belief the one and only thing? Exactly. And would I be, you know, and would I be judged because of who I was born, what family and region I was born into? And that's my downfall for, <laughs> for what I believe in. Yeah. Um, well, and that's, that's the thing is, it, well, and there's, again, they have a lot of, a lot of little loopholes. Again, the lawyer got involved with this one where um, if you are presented with the concept of Christ and you reject him, then you are damned to hell kind of thing. But if you are if you are someone who's living in the Amazon and never got exposed, yeah, you got a free pass, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, well, then why couldn't I be born in the Amazon? Why do I have to go to hell because I heard about him and, and questioned? You know, whereas this person here who's, you know – cutting off heads and, and, and sacrificing babies and stuff, you know, thou shall not kill, but they didn't get exposed to that. They get a free pass. Uh-huh. They're, they're welcome in, you know, and it's just, there's too many, there's too many, uh, 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 loopholes. There's just loopholes, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, and again, I, I don't logical. logical. It is pretty illogical. And I don't have a problem with people who have a religious belief. I don't, as long no. as you don't force it on anybody else and, and judge other people due to it then I'm fine with it. If you believe in an afterlife, if you believe in a, you know, sitting on puppy clouds, talking to grandpa Jones and all that kind of stuff for all eternity. And that's what you're looking forward to fine. You know, but it's the danger is when you've got different religions that will fight with each other, you know, going, I'm the right religion. No, I'm the right religion. And people die because of it. I don't think that's what Mm -hmm. was intended by a creator. You know, no, especially if all the religions have some aspect of being right, you know, like I, I, I believe if there is a God, mm-hmm. you know, all the main religions have the same God, just different names yeah, and some different attributes. Uh, 
none of them have it quite right. Yeah. But they're all basically worshiping the same being, uh, but they're just interpreting it differently. That's exactly it. Yeah. Because there's there's no reason to kill each other. No, no. It's, it's, you know, oh, that's gelato. No, that's ice cream. No, it's gelato. It's ice cream. (laughs) And they kill each other over the same delicious dairy treat. In 2021, during the infamous <laughs> <Japan> wars. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's like, they just, mm. I wish humanity would just really wake up, you know, and just be like, what are we fighting about? You know, it's, I don't know. It's, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's all semantics. Bingo. We're fighting yes. over semantics. We're fighting over semantics. It's tomato, tomato. It's, it's, yeah. uh-huh. you know, uh, anyway. So back to horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why, this is why I cower in my bed with a good horror movie so I can forget all this scary shit that's out there. Yeah. And I can just watch, you know, Chucky, you know, kill some, <laughs> kill some people, you know. Like what? Why well, I watched Maximum Overdrive last night. Cause I was oh, moved I love to watching that, that terrible, terrible horror movie. And, yeah, you know, I just I cackled so loud when the steam plow ran over the small child. It was, it was, <laughs> it just brought such joy to me because it's not real. It's just an inanimate object that's suddenly animate and sentient and sentient. Yes, poor baseball you know, <laughs> kid. You know, got crushed. <laughs> I, I can see. I was you in my safe place. Exactly. Yeah, you're in my in my safe place while there's all kinds of horror and destruction. <laughs> but that's <clears throat> that's a great way of looking at it, though, because it is so over the top ridiculous that you can mm-hmm. you can separate yourself from that reality or that un, you know unreality, whatever the word would be. <clears throat> Man, mm-hmm. yeah, but, most uh, horror movies don't have. You know, I mean, there are some well-done horror movies that you actually care about the characters, and oh, yeah. if and when they do die, you actually feel for them. Yes. But the vast majority of horror movies, they're just expendables that don't have a real personality, or their personality is so fake and just so, you know, on on the surface level that they don't feel like real people. So it totally, it's just you know. Well, it, it, it doesn't feel real. So when they die, it's just like, ha, 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 ha. I'm not <laughs> like, oh, man, I can't believe they just killed off Freddy. That's that's sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you you look at, you look at in fact, uh, a lot of the, the, the classic slasher-type films, you did have almost the stereotypical characters in every one of them. You had the jock, you had the cheerleader, yeah. you had the nerd, you had the, you know. So, yeah, they, were, they weren't real characters. And then you had the, either the... The heroine usually it was it was a a, a a a female character that would survive. Yeah, yeah, the, the last girl they call her. Yes, uh, the last the last survivor, survivor, the one that lives until the sequel, and then she dies in the beginning. In the of beginning, the sequel. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So that's uh, you know, but it's it's funny how how uh, I just I love the concept that she used as an escape because yeah, on the surface people sit there and would think that that's horrific. But when you when you put it that way, it's it's actually almost kind of yeah, it, it's it's a relief because that is not reality, and reality is a hell of a lot scarier than fantasy most of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Now now I'm a I'm a hypochondriac, and so I I'm the guy that looks up you know every symptom I have on the internet. So when it gets to like disease horror movies, you gotcha. Those those ones are a little bit. Uh, like, oh, I'll watch it, but I'm really kind of creeped out by it because it's kind of hitting a sensitive nerve in, in my own uh, my own mental illness. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, no, that hits too close to home. I'll watch it this one time, but, you know. But of course, just... you know, some illness that turns people into zombies, it's, oh, this is just a zombie movie. Yeah, yeah. but... Uh, you know, something like Outbreak or... Yeah, I was just I was know, thinking of that during the movie. Uh, yes, Contagion, Outbreak... Those are well, and which, which I even have. I have I have Contagion here. I'm, I own that movie. I think I watched it once. <laughs> you know, and I'm afraid. And also, I have like you know OCD tendencies, so I feel like if I put this movie in, I'll suddenly find out as a result of me watching the movie, <laughs> I have a disease suddenly. So it's like a weird, you know, 
OCD kind of reaction to them. So oh no, that's that makes I'll total tend sense. not to watch those. Yeah, you know, so yeah, those those are more are more sensitive to. But then yes, just because they might hit a little too close for home. Well, and um, there's that touch of reality to it. I mean, that, you're telling me how yeah. many times on on you know in the media and the news have we heard of? Oh, they found uh, you know uh, whatever flu, bird flu, or whatever uh, it, out in. Um, Michigan or someplace like that where it was, you know, found in three or four different birds. And it's just like, uh, oh, mm-hmm. shit, you know, what what happens if one of them poops on my car and I accidentally rub into it and then it gets on a cut on my arm and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm giving you something to think about tonight. Um, but, <laughs> okay, good. but, yeah, you know, those things used to kind of bother me. Uh, but then when I would see one after another just kind of disappear, like, oh, four people got this and then it, it never and developed. It's gone. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. And so now it's it's more or less the media trying to drum up news and like here's something's happening and make a bigger deal than it is. So now I just for the most part kind of ignore like oh that's it, but it's not real. It's just the statistically I'm much more likely to die from driving to work on my you know three mile drive in the morning than and having a tree trunk go through ever, your front windshield. You know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and the same thing, you know, on the same kind of, I guess, note, you know, I remember, you know, uh, my partner and I would, you know, do a lot of, do a lot of traveling and mm-hmm. overseas traveling. And yeah, yeah. I remember going to like, uh, our first overseas trip, we went to Copenhagen. I remember people being like, aren't you afraid to travel? You know, aren't you afraid of some kind of terrorist attack or something happening? You know, went to Paris and stuff and, you know, not that long before yeah. or after, you know, some attack there. And I would always say like, no, I mean, you know, this attack happened, let's say in a nightclub somewhere mm-hmm. or at some kind of, uh, stadium. Yeah. And like, first of all, the likelihood of me even ever going to one of those places while on vacation is low. Second, there are so many places to be, uh, that it does not, it's it's still remote, so remote that it could happen. That's not going to stop me from living life and enjoying Absolutely. life. Absolutely, you know. If you it, worry about especially every... after, <clears throat> go ahead. Sorry. Well, especially after the first trip to Copenhagen, I was a little nervous going to Copenhagen. Uh, you know, to when I came back, and you know, of course, nothing happened. And when I came back, it was only within a month. And I lived in Orlando uh, at the time. It was uh, within a month, the Pulse nightclub shooting happened mm. right in my backyard. You know? And you it's go. a place that I've been to. Oh, wow. It's a place I've been to. Yeah. Uh, and so, and I, though I didn't know anybody that was there that night, I knew people that lost people. Oh, and, and I'm like, wait, I'm not going to worry about traveling to Europe anymore because this just happened in my backyard. Yeah. And so, why? It's going to happen anywhere. So, and still, statistically, the odds are still incredibly low. You're still far more likely to die driving to work than exactly. some kind of. If you worry about every possible little thing that can happen, you're gonna just you're gonna be stagnant, and you're going to your life is gonna atrophy. You're not gonna go anywhere. You're mm-hmm. not gonna do anything because you're exactly right. That happened in your backyard. It could happen anywhere. I could get in a car wreck on the way home. You know, if I do though, make sure you put this mm-hmm. up on YouTube because it'll go viral. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll take a flight <laughs> to Denver and I'll take care of it. Take care of all the all the paperwork <laughs> and everything. No, but seriously, you know, it's just one of those things that uh, um, you know, you could worry, you could die from anything. So it's like the well, and what's the old saying? The risk of living is dying, and if dying is something <laughs> that isn't that, you know, bad. You know, I'm not saying I want to die. But what I'm saying is, is it's like with all these things that I'm thinking about, I don't fear death as much because I do think mm-hmm. something else happens. So if something else happens, as long as it's not, you know, boring or, or torturous, I don't fear it. You know, and I've talked to some people who mm-hmm. have seen some wild stuff and, and uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it's worth ruining your life worrying about what could happen. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, I, that, and if you spend, if that's all there is, if there is nothing after this, you want to spend. Even then, do you want to spend your all your existence worrying and feeling horrible about the inevitable end? Of yeah, 
because it's it's going to happen. That doesn't even make sense. That's, no, that doesn't yeah. make sense. It's so, it's it happens yeah. to everyone. That is what's interesting. That's the thing that fascinates me about the concept of death: is rich, poor, black, white, male, female, whatever, young, old. It happens to everyone. This is the common denominator for the entire human race, and it fascinates me because you know it's inevitable. You cannot outrun it. You cannot outlive it. It's something that will happen. You know, I mean, however comforting or discomforting that is, it's, there's no denying it. And so if you squander your days in this existence before you come back as your pet, you know, if you squander <laughs> your days, you didn't live. Don't worry about the trivial I mean, you could shit. Die. I could die. My, uh, our apartment has some shoddy construction, so yeah. I could be sitting watching television, watching one of my horror movies and staying inside where I think it's safe away from whatever dangers work outside, you know, in my city. Mm -hmm. But then the ceiling collapses and I get crushed by the upstairs neighbors. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that could easily happen. No, it it totally could. And, and, you know, or how about a stray bullet? Someone gets in an argument in your apartment complex. Yeah. You know, it happens. You hear constantly of, of drive by type shootings and, and a little kid gets hit. Well, you know, they weren't even thinking about it. They weren't afraid of that. I'm not saying that, you know, mm-hmm. that 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 they were living their life. It shouldn't have happened in the first place, you know. That all comes back to the whole people fighting over ridiculous crap anyway, you know. I mean, it, yeah. honestly, it's it's ice cream. But the, uh, you know, it's not gelato. Um, but I no, do think, it, I, I it do think that. It's definitely ice cream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to, that it will probably be the end of humanity, though, is when, when the big great gelato war happens, you know. Well, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, you I, ever, uh, well, kind of back into horror movies, uh, uh, John Carpenter's Assault on Precinct 13, is it 13 or 19? I forget. Uh, uh, but there's the opening scene with the ice cream truck and the little girl. Have you seen that one? I don't know if I've seen that one. When did that come out? Is that an old oh, one? Oh, it's like, it's, this is old. It came out before Halloween. Gotcha. Uh, but I know it, I've it, heard it of it. Basically, it, it, it's kind of Night of the Living Dead-ish. Where, but it's gang members, it's a police uh, 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 building, uh, a precinct building where gotcha. they're currently temporarily housing a criminal that the gang members want to release. And so everyone's kind of holed up in there while the gang members are outside trying to, you know, basically Night of the Living Dead, but with gang members. But with gang members trying to break uh, in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but with the uh, the infamous opening, one of the infamous opening scenes is a little girl goes up to an ice cream truck, but there's a gang member that's taken over the ice cream truck, and she doesn't realize it, so she gets shot, and the ice cream drops in the, uh, uh, melted ice cream drops into the road is kind of symbol kind of for like death. A, yeah, uh, I think I've seen so, that. So that's, yeah, so that's kind of like, you know, she was probably the first victim in the uh, great gelato ice cream war of... <laughs> 2021. Yes. <laughs> that we're predicting already because it's already happened. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Well, John Carpenter, yeah. you know, lived as a, you know, a dog in, during the time of the great gelato ice cream war, reincarnated back. And so he's like, that's my first movie. Yeah. I'm going to do that. No, absolutely. Well, yeah. when, and he he probably remembers it because he was that dog that came up like dogs do and just started eating the ice cream with complete disregard for he the corpse prob- of the girl. Exactly. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. No, that's and so it just stuck in his subconscious. That makes total sense. <laughs> I think we figured out a lot today. I think we did. We solved all of the problems. <laughs> We've solved everything that's going on. And by the way, Jason, I didn't want to tell you this, but um, you're dead already. Yeah, well, we're all dead already. We're all dead. Yeah, Yeah. You know what, actually, we are. We died yesterday, and we're dying tomorrow. We're dying tomorrow, because all time is happening at all times. And Mm -hmm. so there is a dead version of us there. You know, but that, again, with the whole multi-universe, you're you're a rock star somewhere. You are Steven Spielberg somewhere. Uh You are, you know, a cat in all that. So Uh we're also all the people we hate. Oh. We are the people we hate. Going yeah. back to that concept, uh-huh. I mean, it's it's very true. Uh, it's we are uh, we are one with everything. If if you if you go into that concept, I mean, I think that really does give some kind of a possible explanation for that of how we could be everything. I really like that concept of of we're the people that we interact with. That's very neat. So, 
And what if we are the people like we're interacting when we have a negative interaction with somebody? That's us in a previous, you know, as a previous entity that hasn't learned as much yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, as as an interesting thought experiment, that could be a great way just to find positive ways to handle negative people around us or people that, you know, besides, you know, thinking, oh, they might be having a bad day. Or uh, I think on one of your previous episodes that you talk about that person having to poop, <laughs> you know, somebody has, yes. they have to really poop. And so they cut you off on the road because they're trying to get home, you know, as an alternative way to kind of think of that. What if, if, if everybody was us just think, Oh, this person that is being absolutely horrible to me, it's just me, you know, and you know, several iterations ago that hasn't learned as much yet. And so I, I need to be kind to myself because I was an idiot then. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, and, and, and you know, that's, help me teach, uh, help me grow faster. There you go. Yeah, and, and and maybe if you're if you're teaching your other incarnations and different versions of yourself, et cetera, et cetera, maybe that that maybe that's the answer to help humanity to you know start getting along a little better. Yeah, you know, and again, until we warp that belief, until until we warp that belief into something crazy and we create too many strict guidelines and rules and you know and it becomes a religion that people kill over again well i mean there's 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 ice creamism and gelatoism yeah and those are the two yep. different sects that would uh probably kill each other they, so they can't cohabitate that's for sure <laughs> Exactly. And then there we was don't. that third yogurt. <laughs> Those yogurt people. I have oh, them. God. <laughs> Frozen yogurt. No. <laughs> they're, well, they're, they're like the third party. It's a, it's a two-party system. The third party really struggles. You know, yeah. we need to do major reform before frozen yogurt can actually stand to compete with the gelatos and ice creams. <laughs> exactly. You throw your vote away. Yeah, if you vote yogurt, it's just go, <laughs> nothing, gone. But uh, go get <laughs> Well, hey, Jason, I appreciate the chat. Um, I uh, I definitely yeah, look forward to Yeah, this was very fun. So is there, you got anything in the works in the near future at all or anything that you're planning on uh, on developing well, or working on? Uh, well, I am working on, uh, I, I, I do creative writing. Uh, nice. and I've been thinking over for quite some time to do, uh, I like to start a podcast, um, Excellent. where I would read kind of audio book stylish, uh, my short stories. One episode would, each episode would be a different short story nice. crossing all different kinds of genres. Uh, and then, but then add some, uh, I guess atmosphere to it. So mm-hmm. it might have some music and have sound effects. So it kind of brings the story to life. Um, very to, cool to make just nice produced, you know, somewhere in the half hour range, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, uh, okay. kind of episodes of all different kinds of stories, the, uh, kind of the not so masterpiece theater. Uh, <laughs> you, you should call it that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very cool. I think I, I definitely hope you, uh, I hope you're able to, you know, get something like that going. I would love to hear them. I, I, cause I, I know some of your stories. Well, I mean, locked away was one of them. So, I mean, it's, it's, I like yeah. the, uh, uh, the concept, um, you know, I think it would be very fun and it would be neat to just pick a different genre and give you a, a creative outlet to, uh, you know, to be able to play with from time to time. That's, uh, yeah. I think that'd be it very neat. Combines my, combines my writing and combines my production, uh, background so it'd be Absolutely. a fun way without having without having to spend a lot of money you know audio you know after you buy the equipment you know once you have the equipment it doesn't cost more to produce anything else yes just exactly. your imagination and time totally. uh, as opposed to doing a movie <laughs> or a, a web series yeah. and having to buy all the props and pay actors and pay other people to you know this, this is all all on one person i don't need to pay myself no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, though, I guess I would be paying myself if I paid other people, since they're just other iterations of me. So yeah. I guess, but the monetary system hasn't caught up to that yet. So, uh, well, you, you know, could it'd be nice them. if it did. We just had one giant bank that I can dip in. So yes, exactly, and pay pay your other self in. Well, you could pay them in gelato. 
Exactly. You know, or ice cream depends on what side cream. you're on. Well, yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. But uh, <laughs> well, cool, man. <laughs> I will talk to you soon, and uh, I uh, yeah, uh, maybe maybe our paths will cross a little bit closer as opposed to over the phone here in the near future. That'd be great, Tim. Awesome. Talk to you later, Jason. All right. Take it easy. Hey, you too. Bye. And that was my episode with Jason Morissette. It was fun to kind of catch up a little bit, um, being able to just, you know, reminisce about the good old days and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, our sense of humor still clicks in a different way. Uh, It's goofy. It's weird. And, of course, we get into absurd kind of whatever, you know. So, anyway, um, try to check out Locked Away on Amazon Prime. I'll go ahead and put a link to it again. I'll put it in the uh, notes. But, uh... You know, and even the other ones, the Christmas and Cookies movies, they're kind of goofy. But, uh, yeah, in the meantime, all I can say is have yourself a good day and make sure to have yourself a good life. Be happy. Gelato.